0: Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere
1: on any device, and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more.
2: Restrictions apply.
3: What's up, fool? Chilling, dog. Chilling right here, man. We were in, um, I, don't know Pleasanton. What, I don't even know what number of podcast this it. 80? 80. Number 80. I feel like Dr. Demento. Number 80. 80. 80, man. 20 more, we'll have a 100. Yeah, man. And we're going to have another live show for the 100. Well, you we don't know, <laughs> but I say we're going to have one. We're gonna have it a hundred are even though it's 98, eight, ninety eight four, we're gonna call it a hundred. So it's cracking though. not much, man. Also, people, don't forget if you're gonna do some online shopping, go to the Felipe's world webpage. Felipe's World webpage. Felipe's world.com Right there on the home screen, there's a <clears throat> there's a search window for Amazon and you can do all your shopping through there. Like, even, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. Don't even Google Amazon. Just Google com, and go to the Amazon search window and do all your shopping there. That way, we can know what fans are representing and who's not representing. Thank you for our listeners. What's up, fool man? We were in um, Tommy T's. In Pleasanton last week And that's in the Bay Area If you have to know where Pleasanton is It's between um, Get a map man You know where it is <laughs> In the Bay It's in the Bay man And We, we got picked up by Tommy Cheese, bro Felipe Tommy Cheese, the owner Is like So you know Tommy T's a white dude White man <laughs> In his 60's right Yeah fool. Totally He yeah. looks Like somebody that should have been in that movie Caddyshack <laughs> With Ronnie Dangerfield. Like, he, <laughs> he dresses like he just came out of that movie Caddyshack. Shack. Like, it could be snowing outside. This two, this guy still has a tandem. <laughs> with shorts on, huh, boo. Yeah, man. He Showing up like, those calves, eh? He looks like a typical softball coach. <laughs> He's a greeter. <laughs> yeah, a greeter, you know what I mean? Hello, good day. It's Tommy. He tells everybody what's up. Everybody, remember, boo? We were in a, we were in a, we went to go do radio in San Francisco. <laughs> Early, from bro. From 6 to noon, dog. They picked us up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go do radio at noon. No, to go do radio from 6 o'clock in the morning to noon. And um, we had to drive to San Francisco early in the morning. So we went to, We went over the not, not the Golden State Bridge, right? Oh, the Bay Bridge. The one Bay one. Bridge. Not the red one. I don't think I've ever been on the Red Bridge. No?
1: Nah, I, I have, fool. I don't think I have. Just cruise through it. I mean, My
3: it was nothing. The band, it, fool. get the the Bay Bridge. So we, we did radio, man. with um Victor Salas, something. My Saragossa. Victor Saragossa. Like Curry
1: sidekick and uh,
3: Mark Curry from Hanging with Mr. Cooper, but he wasn't there. What's up, y'all? I'm with Cat. Yeah, I was recording. <laughs> Mark Curry. He's working with um Cat Williams, no? Cat Williams.
1: Yeah,
3: man. Yeah, man. So man, we do the show, <laughs> man. Just check this out. Thursday night, it's Birdman's birthday. It's my birthday, bro. He texted me, hey, man, I'm going to pick you guys up for the show. And I didn't believe it, right? (laughs) He showed up. Actually, his cousin picked me up. His cousin showed up in a red Ferrari Testarossa. Hell, yeah. We got pictures, so we ain't lying.
1: (laughs) We got pictures, Dick. We're never. I've
3: never been at a Ferrari in my life. How was it, fool? It felt cool, bro. I'm sure I was driving though. Oh uh, hell yeah! You got to drive the Maserati though, dog. Yeah, it was I was shotgun, man. And then, um, well, I, I said, I said, Birdman, well, well, how are you gonna get there? Oh, well, I'm gonna go in this white car. And I saw the white car. And let me tell you, man, I don't know shit about cars. I ain't the car guy. You know, I don't know nothing about cars. I just ride shotgun all the time. <laughs> it was a uh, passenger, dog. I thought, I, I thought it was uh A Nissan Maxima. (laughs) Like a new four-door Nissan Maxima. But actually, it was a Maserati. Hell yeah, dude. And we can't even spell Maserati.
1: Maserati.
3: Let me tell you, man. That Ferrari was fat. How do you feel to be in that Maserati? The Maserati is fucking smooth as
1: fuck. I mean I ain't a car guy too I'm making shit up But you know the suspension was tight You know the axles The top notch <laughs> You know what I mean It was tight though It was smooth fool, And you can tell it grabs dog But how was it when you stepped on the gas Like real quick Like instant and shit Cause that's what it
3: It was fast bro What'd you say man I thought I thought the feds Were gonna come get us
1: That's what I'm saying It's like where this fool get these cars dude. This fucking ex-con fool All high All dabbed out fool Fucking
3: birds all asleep In the trunk fool <laughs> I know Birdman shows up With a backpack full of dabs <laughs> <laughs> a in, a, in a maserati like really
1: yeah fool. <laughs> do you trust
3: him to drive your car fuck no
1: dude come on my insurance ain't gonna cover that shit dog
3: i don't man like what if i don't man like i don't know man like if something were that god forbid something happened man i think better' might be better off locked up <laughs> He was all decked out for
1: his little birthday, but he came through. It's like you were saying he was one of those like those fools that always lies, and then this one time he finally, because yeah. you're like, God damn, I can't hate on him no more, dog.
3: Oh, yeah, oh, man. Shit. Raider tickets. Don't forget about the Raider tickets. Oh, oh well, That was day number two, bro. So we went to Berkeley, bro. Went to Berkeley with flaco, Oh, Frigo, we got to tell you guys, people. Flacco drove. Hell yeah, dog. He drove, okay? He chose to drive. We us, we took a one hour flight. He drove, man, and man, that when, fool showed up stiff. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, people, his, I this this guy, about that this guy needed a back rub, man. Like he need to be, he needed to be, he need to be doused by hot water <laughs> or something saying, and bang gay, <laughs> revive. No, man, this guy when he got out of the car, he was walking like he was still holding the steering wheel. <laughs>
1: His lip was all low, huh? What's up,
3: bro? He was tired, huh? you bro? He looked beat up, huh? <laughs> all he did was walking dead makeup, bro. <laughs> it looks like he fell off a roof or he something. He looked
1: tired, man? Yeah, fool. He drove straight, what, five and a half? But I think he drove more than five and a half hours because it was traffic and shit. But yeah, dude, it was hilarious, fool. Right there with fucking Mr. Magoo, dog. Yeah, man. Yeah, so Berkeley was cool too. Um, we did what, what? What's
3: that place we went to go eat at? Oh, we went to go we at a vegan spot named um, Saturn Cafe, which was bomb, bro. Hell yeah, it was bomb. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And we went, and then now uh, we went to the Raider game, bro.
1: Hell yeah, that was Saturday. It was we Sunday. Had four
3: tickets. Burbank Front, hooked dude. up. Actually, what's, Burbank's cousin went
1: tailgating. What's it called for that pit where we were at? The black hole. The black hole, dog. But then
3: before it all started, we went to go park for the Maser and we went in the Maserati. We went in the Maserati. Oh man, I got to drive the Maserati to uh, what? I got to drive the Maserati to um, Starbucks, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zoom in, dog. At like the Commodores. Dude. If I would have felt that, like, bro. <laughs> Did, and did it really? Because that fool was driving like 90, dude, and 80 at the same time, like off and on. Did it feel uh, like 90? Fuck no. But that fool was doesn't even feel like 90, bro. Like
3: 30. I know. I, I like the way the car feels, bro. It feels bad. But it took off, though, when
1: he fucking got in between those two cars and shit. Got, got a little. Okay, <sighs> I didn't even have my seatbelt on. that was
3: drunk ass fool that towgate hit huh? Hell yeah, dog. Well,
1: with the fucking, I took like fucking four shots, dude. You tight. did, huh? Yeah, with those did fools it? Yeah, I felt it, dog. Hell yeah, dude. It was cool. And, but I mean, dude, then we're hitting a that blunt and we already we were already lit, yeah dog, then uh it was cool dog but you got we we going from little camp to camp dude and then I bit into that food with that sausage that had the hottest, I was hungry too dog I bit into that shit and then that fucking that the grease squirted on my nose and burned my nose dog what that homely dog.
3: Hawaiian fool we saw bro with, with season tickets was, remember that Hawaiian fool he was all loaded with his teeth oh, hey guys, oh the I'm little a, guy a, with the joint huh? yeah high.
2: yeah
1: yeah, that fool looked like motherfucker used to surf with wooden fucking surfboards, dog.
3: I know, man. He's the he's the original Duke.
1: <laughs> that fool was missing the little teeth, dog. We used to open bottles with them and shit, dog. Little writer fool.
3: Hey fool, what up? Did you know that that um, we, uh, anyways, um, Burma's cousin shows up and he meets us at the at the Raider game, right? Because he has he has some of the t- he's, he's the one that hooked up. He has season ticket for the last eleven years. Hell yeah, dude. We were sitting next to Darth Vader, people. Hell Darth Vader.
1: I couldn't believe it, though.
3: Like, let me tell you, people, when those cheerleaders were passing by, like if I wanted to dive at them and really like jump on one of them, or or <laughs> jump on, or jump on top of Tim Brown's car, <laughs> I could have jumped on top of the car.
1: Yeah, they and they honored Tim Brown too that day, dude. During halftime, right? Yeah, but man. I'm going to tell you, like, uh, you know what it feels like when you see that? Because you see those, like, goddamn, those fucking chillers are pretty, dog. You're like one of those, you know, like, bicep dads and shit, chill on the side. get chulada. I was <laughs> <laughs> fucking like, you know, they're all super pretty and shit. I know, you man. Know
3: like, some of them were like, like, um, not that young, huh?
1: Nah, dude. They were like, you know, something in the 30s and shit, but they were like, you know, like hot ass stewardesses.
3: What's up, Chucky? What you got to say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> who
3: pulled out the little. That's Chuckie Chicken out, uh, ch- ch- up an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> I never sat that close, man. We were close, man. Dude, right for... there, fool! Like it's right
1: there where those fools can jump after they score a touchdown and you hug them and shit. I was <laughs>
3: waiting for a little, um, a little touchdown on our side, but it's gonna be on TV, bro. P- plug the show. <laughs> I'll
1: try to. It was
2: tight,
1: yeah, bro.
3: man. But both shows were sold out Saturday night. Hell yeah, Thank dude. you, everybody who showed up to the shows on Saturday night. Pleasant it to was rock, sold bro. out. People drove from far away. Hell yeah, dude. All the way from Stockton. Hell yeah, dude. Remember that fool? This fool got kicked out, right? You heard <laughs> What happened there, bro? I
1: missed Nothing, that. dude. I guess fucking Flacco was on stage. He was killing it, doing his thing, dude. But this fool wouldn't, like, he would, like, like I guess it was four people in the party and they were laughing at Flacco dying, right? And then that fool, like, after they were done laughing, he's all, that shit ain't funny, man. Fucking what I, you know, just being a dick, dude. And then that fool just, like, What's up, bro? Like, well, it's, a, it's about you or what? And then got into it with that fool, and then they fucking gave him the boot, dude. And then fucking the whole um, shit unfolded on Instagram, dog. And I think that that fool, because when I went to go get my hot dog, this fool uh, did he run into him in the Raider game, or on the in the he ran into him somewhere because he disappeared for a little while. he, he ran the restroom, yeah?
3: into him on the way out out of the stadium. <laughs> but that guy was drinking a beer, not facing me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but that's what happened, fool, from what i seen and shit. That fool was talking a little bit of shit, too, when I was on there getting the show started. But I just didn't give him any life, dog. I mean, there ain't got to be no back and forth here, dog.
3: And then, um, did you know that? They, then um, what happened? fool? Burman's cousin showed up in a black Ferrari. A nice one. Next, uh, the
1: next, yeah. at the game. Yeah. Because he came with that other little fool, right? That you he didn't he even know that fool, fuck right? no. He, said, he kidnapped him? Brian, what the fuck is
3: going on? What happened, bro? I don't
1: know, dude. I guess he met this fool at the hotel or something. Like a little fucking little fool, a little like fucking Peyton Manning's brother and shit.
3: Some little, he was just a random guy. Yeah, and, a little um, white fool. And now uh, he said, "Hey man, Kevin, what you doing tonight? You want to go to the Raider game?" He said, "Yeah." And they left.
1: <laughs> and that fool fucking wanted a party. He didn't want it they to were a end. Party. He didn't want it to end. Hell no, nah, dog. Like damn fool.
3: They were partying hard. In those Philly cheesesteaks and those a lot big of ass beat ass beers. up chicks at the Raider game, huh?
1: Hell yeah, fool. It looked like
3: they played. I know, man.
1: Hey, what the fuck's up, dog? Fucking car didn't even take one down, huh, dog? Fucking what up, dude? Fucking you should have just took that sack, dog.
3: That one interception was sad, huh? The last two were just fucking horrible, dog. The one that should have been a fumble.
1: Oh, my God. dude. But whatever, dog. It's not like I'm going to go hop in there and help him win. You passed out during the game, too, bro. I would just really, really really. You rip, took the dog. seventh inning stretch. <laughs> I was, dude you took that picture of my ass running like that oh my god I hate that shit but you know what dude it's fucking funny my fucking look like a fat ass emoji dog
3: some of those Sikhs wearing those raider turbans bro <laughs>
1: oh dude I have a good one behind them I was gonna think about being funny and go hey dog ready to call home that security but uh, they were Sikhs dog but they yeah, were cool when they were, were down cool, dog fucking dude fool, that's you know one that fool had
3: a fat ass joint in that hat bro <laughs>
1: But, dude, no matter what, dude, people like, Raider fans are down, dog. Like, dude, Down, like, huh? So, you know, if you lose, all right, fuck it. I'm used to it. But if they win, they're fucking like, ah.
3: Nothing but Raider fans in that stadium, huh? Nothing but Raider
1: fans, dog. It was packed Just the gills.
3: Just that one brother, man, with a Chiefs jersey.
1: <laughs> that was the only one I seen. There was a couple other ones on the way in, but not in the section where we're at in the black hole, dog. Nothing, man. Hell no.
3: Mr. <laughs> Yeah, man. We had Larry Bobo Brown, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, Pink Steel.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. A couple of dates I got to mention here, man. If, before we forget, finance. man. Because we got to let people know. Upcoming shows, people. Next week, I'll be at the Chumash Casino, December 18 and 19 with um Hale Sparks. New Year's Eve weekend on Chero Improv, December 31st through January 3rd. There will be a show on Friday, January 1st. So you could start off the New Year's Day with comedy, people. We could both break our New Year's resolution together. <laughs> January 14th through the 17th, I'll be at the Kansas City Improv, right? Everybody in Missouri show up January 21st through the 24th. I'll be at Tommy T's in Rancho Cordova. I don't know where that is, man, but I'm guessing it's by Sacramento. Yeah, dude. So yeah, so, man.
1: Yeah, Tommy T. He had his little jump shot, huh, fool? Yeah. How about what he told that fool that it was? He, you know, he didn't want to work on Friday. A big ass fool he
3: was working on those buildings. All like,
1: what's up, man? What's up, fella? <laughs> Thank God it's Friday, huh?
3: <laughs> he's like a white mando, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, like oh man, he's cool.
3: <laughs> hey, we're,
1: fool like a mean little ladies' man, huh, fool? Yeah, man. Like just flirty, dog. Remember oh, he, took,
3: he took us. His, he took us inside that place that was purely all chicken.
1: Yeah. It doesn't look like they're going to make it. <laughs> that place.
3: Yeah. But before he left, he told that lady before he left, yeah, you're a pretty woman.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was, though, dog. She's gorgeous, dog.
3: I wasn't even paying attention. My news would be all chicken in there, though. Oh, I thought. No, I... no. What did Tommy say after we left? It ain't going to last. <laughs> yeah, dog. That ain't that busy thing going to last.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to make it.
3: It was funny, dog. <laughs>
1: Hell, yeah, dude. Pleasanton. <laughs> Pleasanton. And then the first night, too, I forgot everybody's name, dude, but Matt, I mean, I don't know how to talk about it, but Matt Smoke that shit, fool. Oh, yeah,
3: remind man. remind me of the good old days, you know? Yeah, Lots man. Lots of good stuff
1: there, you know? It's funny, Lots man. Lots of strains.
3: The town, you know, uh, it's called Pleasanton, man. California it's supposed to be a nice town, but, man, the comedy is across the street from a den is that clothes.
1: <laughs> Hell, yeah, dude.
3: But, um, but Larry Bubbles Brown had a funny joke about it, too. Hell,
1: yeah. And then it was right next to that fucking, uh, you know, that little scandalous motel. Dude, you know shit goes down right there, fool.
3: I don't know when it goes down, man. <laughs> yeah, Tommy T is a great club, man. If you want to bring a date, you know, because right across the street, you know, if things go well, it's a Motel 6. <laughs> you can score twice. You can ask for room service, you know, and go buy her a soda and chips.
1: Go back for the second show, get
3: a steak. What's up, fool, man? So what you got planned, bro. You doing any Christmas shopping what are our webpage, bro. Philippusworld.com. Yeah, if I do it,
1: I'm going to do it through there. But, dude, I'm just going to get, dude, fuck, dude. It's probably going to be your a family. they Are going to get your family anything? Some gift cards or something, you know what I mean? Go get those heels worked on, Ma. <laughs> something. Well, you know, I don't know. File that heel,
3: man. she yeah. feel like sandblast that shit.
1: <laughs> I don't want, <laughs> want to be those cheesy fools. I'm just going to go to their house, and I'm going to cook them, dinner. for, uh, uh, for uh, Christmas. Cool. Uh, geez, my brother I don't does be that, that bullshit,
3: motherfucker. Dog. My brother give away the like. My brother gets his whack ass phone camera and takes photos from L.A. stuff and then reprints it and give them to you, bro.
1: Oh, that's worse than regifting, huh, fool?
3: You want to get those photos and rip them, bro?
1: <laughs> of like the fucking same like fucking hack landscape from L.A. that everybody takes. Oh yeah, I never seen this before.
3: This year, man, I don't want nothing. They always say that shit. man. This year, I don't want nothing. But you know, they want something.
1: Hell yeah, bro. It was nice to get a little something,
3: though, huh? Hell yeah, man. That we- oh,
1: fuck. This is a good one, dog. i
3: remember going to wish to fuck with my little brother, bro, the smallest one. The one that when well, the one that used to give away paintings, for. My <laughs> mom would, would go to Mexico or something. No, she didn't go to Mexico. She would just just be gone. And then <laughs> my brother would be not, like, he'll, he'll wrap up a present, bro, with like just rocks or some bullshit. And then he'll knock. No, he'll put my little brother's name on it, bro. I'll get all happy, open inside, nothing just these rocks. <laughs> Rafa, la tentación. It's funny, man, when you when you play tricks on your brother like that, because they have a lot of hope
1: at first. <laughs> Did you used to open your presents like try to peek inside and see what it was?
3: All the time, bro. Oh, I shake yeah. it. Well, no, I try- start counting them, bro. See how many are, how many are mine.
1: <laughs> I used to slit them up with the exacto knife with a little razor blade. I already knew what the fuck I was going to get, dude. I'll be all like, this one's going to be weak.
3: Motherfucker, <laughs> well, got a little exterminating kit.
1: <laughs>
3: Made out of two liter bottles. <laughs> you Hello. should be that for Halloween, bro. It should be Anthony, Bo- Anthony Javier Bardem, bro. And no country, no country <laughs> for <laughs> Rodrigo. That little, the yeah, little man. fucking
1: shit up with that little compressed fucking air. That's a air
3: badass thing. movie, yeah. Huh?
1: Hell yeah, dude.
3: What's your favorite Christmas movie?
1: My favorite Christmas movie? I would have to say it's a cross between Home Alone and fucking The Christmas Story, dog.
3: Yeah, man. I like Christmas Vacation and Home Alone.
1: Home Alone's cool. Like the first one, dog. When he gets lost in the airport, they're already on the way back. He orders all that pizza. They have that cool recorder.
3: You ever seen that fool lately, bro? That fool is like a fucking elf on crack. <laughs>
1: hey, dude. After home...
3: Left Home Alone doing crack his whole life, bro.
1: After Home Girl left that fool. That fool went south, right? That fool, uh. Dude, fucking that fool looked all like fucked up. He looked like that skinny fool from uh, the British. He's on Pirates of the Caribbean. The fucking fool from the British office, little skinny ass fool. Like you know what I mean? It's not that he that fool had cheeks back in the day, dog.
3: Beyond sucked up. That fool looked like that 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 guy, the little the little flame bro from that Rudolph or Snow White snowman puppet show. I'm Mister Heat Miser. <laughs> I like it hot. Yeah, man. My favorite one is Vacation, bro. Christmas Vacation. I could watch that shit. Which one? was Jimmy Chase. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But which one is that one? They had Russ in it?
3: Yeah. They always have Russ. But this is the one where Randy Quay shows up in a trailer. And there is Christmas. And he he goes in the middle of the woods to cut off that big ass tree. And he brings it to the house. And he opens that shit up. Fucking squirrel jumps out, chases everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And Randy Quay shows up, bro. And then he's all broke.
1: Really? Yeah, like I'm gonna have to watch that shit, then, dude. Oh, hell
3: Elaine yeah. comes out in there, bro. Really? From she's Seinfeld? The, she's the neighbor.
1: Really? Elaine, dog. You know, you know, when time that ch- Elaine made me all like, dude, like, like I didn't, I, I wasn't even, I wasn't hot for her or nothing. But in deconstructing Harry, dog. Oh, she's oh, just good in that the, movie. You look dog. out the window, if I was yeah, her in the back. dog. I was like, fuck. I didn't know she was like that, dog.
3: Just <laughs> a <the> movie, dog. <laughs> sometimes you get caught up in the story you know i know man the plot you know i don't, I don't like scrooge as much. bill murray school. scrooge bill murray nah man i like i like home alone i could watch home alone but, but yeah christmas story i you know they, they show it all day during christmas day on tbs oh hell yeah dude i like i don't a lot of people like elf i don't really like elf it's cool. but do like friday after next the the christmas one <laughs> that shit is funny bro yeah you never seen nah, it. Fool. You missing out, bro. You have to spend less time drinking, enough, dog. That... <laughs> that's funny, man. So you know you're always out and about. So yeah, dude, that's I, dude.
1: I have my Netflix. I don't even watch shit on that shit. dog. No time for nothing. No, I was Friday, catching up on reading. Uh, Nerd, Friday right? after Notes. next
3: after Friday with uh, Mike Epps and um, and, Christ- and Ricky Smiley plays the uh, Santa Claus that robbing everybody.
1: Okay. No, I haven't seen that it's one. It's funny,
3: though. dog. Like. He, nah. he tries to rob um D.C. Curry, the D- D- um uh, D. Don C- Don D.C. Curry, Don D.C. Curry, bro, and Mike Epps and Ice Cube, right? But then Ricky Smiley at Santa Claus, and then he's he's fucking robbing them but bagging on them at the same time, bro. <laughs> it's funny, man, because he pulls his knife on fucking um Don D.C. Curry and goes, "This motherfucking fucking this motherfucking Alabama pimp right here and shit, bitch, it have my mashed potatoes." <laughs> Fucking, oh my fuck, I, I can't believe I gotta steal this motherfucker fake ass rolling watch. That so shit real, man, shut up. That's <laughs> funny, like, though. In the beginning of the movie, um, Ricky Smiley has Santa Claus, right? But like a crackhead Santa Claus, and he, he's robbing um Ice Cube and Mike Epps, right? And, and fucking, he's going through the fucking, he's going through all this shit, and he sees Mike Epps babyfoot, all this. Ugly motherfucker right here. Look at his motherfucking eye. <laughs> and then Ice Cube catches that fool in the kitchen. Man, what the fuck you doing in my house eating a big motherfucking sandwich? Because <laughs> I fool made a fat ass sandwich, bro. Like one of those fucking Jerry Dally sandwiches. <laughs>
1: With 20 meats?
3: I never seen sandwiches like that, bro. So I went to Jerry's Dally and I went to New York. And somebody made me a sandwich. And I saw, God damn, that's the most Man, nobody makes roast beef sandwiches like that, man.
2: Oh,
1: huge. Hell yeah. It dude. was
3: fat, full like full of meat, and one slice of cheese. And no <laughs> no lettuce, no tomatoes, no just nothing, bad. man. I get spoiled in California, bro, with the fixings. Then the dali, man. Those daddy sandwiches are fucking fat.
1: Hell yeah, dude.
3: Regico finding a sleep over there, man.
1: Now I was like, dude, I'm just re- used to fucking regular fucking Bread and bologna, dog, and then ham later.
3: I never had, like, um, cranberry on my sandwich, man. I never found that good, like, cranberry turkey sandwiches. No, I know. I know it did for me, man.
1: They fucking drizzle it with that shit, like cranberry sauce or some shit. I never had it, dude.
3: But I do like, I'm getting hungry, man. I do like um, that um, that walnut, apple, chicken salad. Yeah, it's like a Waldorf chicken salad, I guess. Yeah, a Sonoma chicken salad. Sonoma. People. Yeah, but it's a vegan Sonoma. But you can you can use you can use real chicken yourself if you want. But it was mayonnaise. I'm pretty sure it's vegan mayonnaise, vegan mayonnaise. But it's mayonnaise. It has walnut in it. It has pieces of chicken in it. Um, pepper, salt, um, little pieces of celery. What color does it come out? And um, grape. Grape and walnut, so good, dude. You, Sonoma dressing. I don't even know. They call it Sonoma because of the grapes. Like a Waldorf salad, but no lettuce, man. food? And you spread you you spread it on your on your bread, man. Forget about it. A toasted heifers. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, man. So. Cool color. What's up, fool, man?
1: Chilling here, all fucking stizone, dog. I know, man. It's- a Louis the Thirteen got me, you know, got me a little chokehold. Yeah, man. That's the dude. It's all raining outside, and shit, chilling. It's raining outside. Yeah, it was.
3: Yeah. Did you, did you put up a Christmas tree in your house already?
1: Nah, bro, I don't have a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I, Just get a little one, bro. Well, dude, well, I I'll get one at Stater Brothers, but I still haven't have been to Stater Brothers in a little bit. But those, are, you know, the little shitty ass ones that they have, the little bigger ones. There they come with little ornaments, and I ain't gonna be like a Scrooge or nothing. Got the little spirit, but you know, a little corner right there. No, don't forget about it, dude. Christmas will always be there. Don't get too close. Don't get too
3: far away. It's a lot of... Did you, did you see? Did you run into a lot of um podcast listeners at the show?
1: Hell yeah, dude. Shout out to Sean Lafferty. Oh, though, fool, we got beanies now. I to oh, tell no, you. I got
3: one, fool. You do? The day we came home. I'm letting I'm letting the audience know. Oh, okay. Hell we yeah. We got yeah. beanies, yeah, people. I just
1: got one the other day. Whoa, we geez, got man. what's so
3: full podcast
1: he- he- beanies. They're great. They're cool. They have the little headphones on there. It's Hell tight. yeah. I've been wearing... It's fucking cold, dog.
3: A brand new logo, people. The brand new What's So Food logo. Beanie. It's gray with white. Cool gray. You're going to see her posting it up for the podcast. Yeah, man. For uh, Christmas too, right? Just in time. We're working on hoodies. Yes, we're going to have What's So Fool podcast hoodies, people. And the trucker has still available? The trucker trucker has still available. Mugs in the future. There will be a big sale, man. A Christmas sale, so... Also, people, um, exciting <laughs> news, man. A lot of good things are coming. Oh, I went to an audition, fool. Hell yeah, though. I went to an audition for um for um a new show, Uncle Buck, starring Mike Epps. Oh hell yeah. He plays Uncle Buck and um I, I was auditioning for a gardener. And um they wanted me to have a Mexican accent. Not that I don't have one right now, but they wanted to be more Mexican. I have an East LA accent, so I had to do a Mexican accent, and and didn't know how to do a Mexican accent, so I, I had to go. I went on YouTube, and there was a person <laughs> that that teaches you how to how to speak like a like a Irish accent, Russian accent, um, Slovakian accent, la, uh, a British accent. The British one was funny, man. Hello. Mike. You, you have to change a couple of words, you know. <laughs> you, can, you can't really say. Garage, you gonna say garage? I, that makes sense. I put my car in the garage, and yeah. the, the 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 A's aren't as as um proud like they are over here. It ain't For America. God. It's America, America. It's not far and far. So um,
1: they teach you how to do all that little shit. Cut all all that little shit, right? Stretch so out the words. So
3: shit. went to the Mexican wine, right? And uh, forget it, forget about it. You know, that's a Puerto Rican, bro. So. I started going, man, and and it's like um the lady was funny, man, because she said when you do the Mexican accent, when you talk, you gotta talk like you're talking down. So you gotta bring your voice down. So every word has to end like it's, you're dropping it, you know? So instead of saying, I'm going to the stores, I'm going to the store. You know what I'm saying? So so, so I had to read it like that, bro. So, man, I sound like a fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> I'm, I, I, this fool, dog. So I, did, I, I think I did good, man, because they laughed, you know? I had a little p- believer persona.
1: had a little flavor to it? You know what
3: I'm saying, bro? Hell
1: yeah, just get on that fucking screen. Hey, um,
3: I remember Willie Barcenec, um, Willie, Willie bro. I got to read for no Gardner, bro. Dude, you got to get on the tube, dog. I got to read for no Gardner, bro, Sal out. Is it about no acting now?
1: Getting in? But I was thinking,
3: man, how hard it, it was fucking. It's not easy to do that accent, bro. If, you, if You've never done it before. Well,
1: it's funny that you're saying that because it's all like the way they probably showed you and all the other accents. Those are how they want it for TV. TV accents. You know yeah,
3: you man. In that sense of the character. And that's how a Mexican sounds on TV. Typical
1: or whatever you want to fucking say. It's not what you want. Your portrayal yeah. is what they're looking for. It's bro. what they it's like The perception. Yes, yeah, what, right?
3: what they want is. They wanted somebody to talk like this, bro. Let me slip in there, dog. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, bro. I'm sneaking into fucking movie <laughs> sets.
1: But you know, that fucking keeps you fucking, you know You know, keep shining on that map. I, I saw
3: it like this, man. Like, you know, man, a lot of people have said that, um, um, remember when, um, Dr. Kim. Dr. Ken did that little, that, that part where he showed his penis and all that all man. Yeah, yeah, shit, Pop man. out of the trunk and shit. That shit went on to be a big role for him, huh?
1: Well, dude, it turned him into a star, dog.
3: A lot man. of people would have said, hell not to that role, yeah, huh?
1: That's a fucking catalyst to a stardom
3: now, though. Hell yeah, one I day think- I'll gardener, the next day I'll be president on TV. I
1: think you should just the- put that shit aside I still gotta whatever. get the
3: gardening part first, though. Yeah, man you're talking shit like I, I know how I gotta hey. get the, gotta get the role. hey,
1: hey dude, you don't fool me be noticing on social media bro. hey so whatever happened to that dog i didn't see you in there dog.
3: <laughs> yeah man we we, we we i remember one time i i showed a i was on a bus going to an audition and i and i posted a photo of me on the bus with the audition right the struggle <laughs> now but i posted a photo of the script and the, and um and the bus because i was going on the bus to the audition mm-hmm and um, there was never um, what happened the way back? Oh, what happened the way back? Too? What happened the way back? As soon as they told me thank you, I ripped that script. Walked out of it. <laughs> Fool! I remember I walked out of an audition one time. <laughs> okay. <This> one. <laughs> and you know Lisa Lisa drives our producer. She drives a Toyota, right? Well, she drives a Toyota, and um, I was coming out of the audition, right? And she told me, I'm, I'm right here. I'm here. I'm waiting here outside. Right. So, this, uh, I saw, that she, I, I saw that she was making a left on the street. So, I ran to the Toyota and I tried to open the door it wouldn't open. It wasn't, and then it wasn't even her fool. Ah, there's another <laughs> white lady. There's another I white lady. I just ran over there, bro. And like, she just took off. She could have just, she put it to the cops, some fat, long-haired Mexican guy just trying to carjack me right now. Oh, yeah. On Hollywood Way. And she has a good case. Because, man, how am I going to explain that shit? Do you just randomly walk up to cars and just open the doors?
1: And the officer, I thought it was my wife's car. <laughs> I thought it was
3: my wife's car. She said, I'm waiting outside. So, you gonna right Ill- there she pulls up. And illegally, you're going to go open up that. <laughs> yeah, well, dude. dude it's imagine reasonable. The, imagine the door was open though if I went in.
1: Well, I think if you would have seen a different lady, you'd oh shit, sorry, ma'am. I thought it was my wife. Well, you know, close it real fast, dog. Don't run me over, ma'am. Who marry
3: <laughs> your fat ass? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'll be funny, dog. But um, I was
3: thinking I've done were, that before, though. I, I was coming out of the, I was coming out of um that 7 that that um seven eleven with a gas station right there by by uh, Ordones.
1: We're in uh, Montebello.
3: Yeah. I was coming out of there, bro, and I walked through some truck, and it wasn't it wasn't it was some homeboy's truck or somebody else's. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck, eh?
1: <laughs> oh, they told you that? Yeah. Oh, sorry, dog.
3: <laughs> Get off <laughs> my lady, dog.
1: <laughs> this fool got all the way inside and sat down. I didn't yeah, recognize I was, it. Dog. Put
3: on my seatbelt, bro. bro. Pass <laughs> him the blunt.
1: <laughs> where we go? <laughs> Give him
3: that. <gasps> I've always got in the wrong car, man.
1: Yeah? Fuck, oh, dog. Fucking, I don't think I've ever gotten in the wrong car, fool.
3: I think I, I've gotten
1: kicked out of a car that people couldn't fit because I wanted to ride, but
3: whatever. Damn that That's old school right there, man. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, dog. Only one car for the whole crew.
1: <laughs> You're trying to get into somebody else's crew. They're like, Jim, I remember, out of here. I remember we to uh, go
3: deep like that to a club, bro. Five motherfuckers in the car, bro, going to the club. The more the merrier, have Five fools coming back. <laughs> that's the saddest thing, bro. There's gonna be five horny ass fools at the taco truck too, <laughs> and five fools burping and farting back home, bro.
1: Hell yeah, dude! It's a team fool five.
3: The fucking the Furious Five, bro, cause they're all mad.
1: <laughs> they didn't hook up, dog.
3: It was a sad night. I don't know fool that would just make out with anybody, bro.
1: Fuck that, dog. Anybody, Fuck bro. That. Sweaty
3: necks. He didn't care. Ugh. I made I made
1: out with the uh, a fat chick once. and I'm trying to fucking say it like this fool makes out with. It was like, yesterday. Oh, fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. but she was a real one, and she was a smoker too. I think we fucking left you and Benny over there. You guys, uh, Marbella, at the tort- tortillas. But dude, that was just fucking. Dude, I didn't even know what I was doing,
3: dog. Dude, I I've been with a That's big horrible. girl. That's horrible though. I always had to say yeah, but she was pretty though. No, she ah, was big, bro. Like her calves were like fuck, bro. Her calves. Were bigger than my thigh. Oh. she was big, man. <laughs> Tree truck legs. For real, bro. When she got, for real, man. I. It was one of the moments when I really felt like tapping out. <laughs> did, big man, big dude. Like. Uh. You know what? It, when she got on top of me, it felt like um. You know, you, you know when you know when you when you're carrying a, a couch down the stairs, uh-huh. and that motherfucker on top of holding it. That's how it felt in the bottom, bro. Dude. That I had all the weight.
1: Take one more straw, this she's gonna bust, dog. Oh
3: my. she's where. Yeah, it was embarrassing because um, she had walked in on walked in on my house and the porno was still on, right? And <laughs> that's uh, what it took to get me up. <laughs> but it was, but um, it was not, it, the porno was still on, right? And it was anal sex porn, but it was. <laughs> yeah, it got. She, we opened the door where it was in the anal you know, part. It was like in the, the part where you couldn't tell it was a two, it was it was a man having sex with a woman or two men having sex. But if you don't know who the person you're with, you're like, I'm fucking watching gay porn. <laughs> but uh, when we when we came in, it did look like some gay ass porn. But mm-hmm. it wasn't. The lady had a bob. Huh? It wasn't people. You can't get gay porn like back in the day like that. <laughs> That was back in the day, fool, when I was renting, bro. <laughs> when I was renting porn, fool.
1: You could walk out of there with a black bag.
3: <laughs> Remember before, bro? Like, the fucking, um, the porn section was hidden, bro. Like, hey, what's going on over there? I'm gonna go see what's going on over there. And you go in there, bro, and fucking, it's fucking tons and tons of boxes. Dude, tons. you like, you get tired
2: of looking hard, dogs. I
3: do that now on Pornhub. <laughs> But, uh, but tons of porn, bro. And, like, yeah, I'm there, man. Like, it's a library, bro. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm grabbing one porno. Have volumes. Yeah, man. I'm grabbing one porno and then trying to read the, trying to watch more porn in the back. Sometimes we I read a porno, bro. I would just took it, man. Let me just borrow a couple of these cases.
1: I <laughs> would, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I would be You mentioned
3: porn, though? Yeah, I've, I've done it. The one in Silver Lake.
1: Nah, dude, oh. back when in Riverside, like, dude, you know, there was always a bunch of creeps in there, dude. But I would just rent ones that had Asia Carrera and, uh, like, Raylene and another one. And that was
3: it. I didn't know names I know this, more dude. about na- porno names now than I knew back then. Yeah, I had my girls, though. I just knew all that, that fucking redheaded chick with the big tits.
1: Yeah, man.
3: Yeah, so, um, I used to rent the porn, man, and and, um... I had it all planned out, bro. I to go get fast food and shit. <laughs> it was like a date, dog. It was like a date. I was, was single, said, I guess. I was, going to get food. I was living in Denby, depressed, bro. Yeah, man, candles. <laughs> I will get like, I would get all happy, bro. I will get the it was, it all planned out, bro. It's I will go to Ralph's and pick up like a soda or shit. Or like a big two liter for my fat ass. And then I would go to that I would, I would go to that porno, get that porno, right? And then next door, I go get that Chinese food from that lady.
1: I lived at home, so I was. And then I get a donut, there. bro.
3: You know, a donut to watch your Dow. Dessert! With. Dessert, man. Eh? So, if I would get that, if I would get, like, it was embarrassing because I would also get one good movie, man. I can't get all pornos and shit. <laughs> Fucking Lion King. Yeah, man. I would get a couple of, um, some good, uh, like, feel good movies, bro. Like, French Kiss with Meg Ryan. French Kiss with Meg Ryan.
1: <clears throat> You've got mail like. Yeah and, um, But it was more exciting Like for porn back then Cause like You had to, to get pornos like that I think cause now It's like You just click on that shit You get like tired, dog Fucking But back then It was like You got it like No
3: back know. then bro you, you knew who the pervers were bro <laughs> How boy? Now cause they knew you bro <laughs> Like Those girls They look at you weird afterwards Wow man So you're not gonna get the other one no more Oh okay Or okay. Are you, are you there, anyway, wind the porno <laughs> They'll call you back and shit. You didn't. You didn't rewind. Debbie does. Nah, I didn't get that movie. Hey, hey
1: fool! You know what's crazy about pornos? Those old ones in VHS. Fool, there was some long ass ones, dog. Fucking like six hours, four hours. Took
3: me Ten years to watch that. <laughs> Man, I've uh,
1: never got to the end except the Raylene ones or the my my girl ones, but.
3: You know, dude, the, some fools give me one. It was always weird, man, when I'm in a porno section and there's some dude walks in with buck tooth girlfriend. They're looking for porno. Uh, and I'm trying to be their friend, eh? <laughs> Take me with you guys, eh? Let me join in.
1: Oh, dude. to <laughs> hold the camera, man. Fuck that.
3: But then those fools, man, I, was, I remember watching fools rent five pornos, bro. Like, who has that
1: much time? <laughs> Yeah, dude. I well, always needed one, one, and I would uh, extend it a week, fool.
3: a wrist racer over here.
1: <laughs> you said that fucking joke about going to fucking Petra's video. <laughs> that
3: shit was funny. I forgot how that joke. <laughs>
1: yeah, fool. To get a porno and the, dude, uh, fucking funny, dog.
3: Oh, I said you wanna get to the. You want to get to the that uh, you know that um, you can't get porno like a blockbuster video. You can't get porno. Uh-huh. At um, Hollywood Video. You're going to get porno, like, at the local porn store. At, at the You're going to get porno at the local video store. The video store that does cleaning, too. <laughs> like Petra's Video, man.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. That shit was fun. Those little places exist. Little scandalous-ass little fucking... Those are gone now, though, dude. They're
3: gone, man.
1: VHS, dude. VHS.
3: I used to go... And then, remember, how about, how about those food that... Start, Man, I wonder what those fools are doing right now, bro. Now, now they have Netflix and Amazon. Them fools, they used to hang out the video store and shit talking about... They knew everything about fucking movies.
1: For so those Tarantinos, fool?
3: Yeah, those Tarantino motherfuckers.
1: They, every fucking movie, they know everything, dude. They fucking break it down for fucking Cisco and Iber style. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Fucking sitting here bald with the ponytail, one.
3: Like Rick, Rick, Rick Ramos had a... Uh,
1: yeah, something, I don't know what the fucking title is, so we can't really give him a shout-out. but it's called... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, uh... <laughs> Who always has that fucking face like something spilled. Jesus <laughs> spilled the book again. But yeah, they fucking does reviews on movies. The Godfather but, 3.
3: Man, did you ever go in like, um, when you went to the pornos, man, did you ever like see somebody's dad walk in there too?
1: No, I wasn't lucky like that to get some dirt on somebody from the community. But uh, just, like, weird fools, dog. Like, you know, like, this fool is like 40, lives with his mom still. Motherfuckers like that, fool. Burn man. <laughs> He's 51 and still lives with his mom, man.
3: <laughs> bro, who gave you a ride in that Maserati, bro? It's a waiting game now. <laughs> Who's oh, going to retire dude. first, it's him or his mom? <laughs> We're going to retire together, bro. <laughs> Dude, what, his uh, brother showed up, Burma brother. Yeah, Gilbert. yeah, yeah the,
1: the first Oh, yeah, that was the first night or the second that dude, that fool passed by me on the way to the floor, dog. Oh, he he passed yeah, out. His little his little bottle of J- Jack Daniel's popped out too.
3: <laughs> his little Birdman brother fell down like a crow.
1: <laughs> he got the West Nile, you know? <laughs> yeah, dog. Forgot about that fool, dog. That fool brought out the familia out for the birthday, huh? Married
3: that a married-ass fool show up, huh? It's
1: all couples, dog. You know what I mean? Representing or cow, dog. You know? Like, nice to know there's still class in Pleasanton, you know?
3: I don't trust the people tailgating food, bro. Some of that food be old, bro.
1: Fuck, dude, like, dude, I think, fucking, I'm surpri- I'm I'm sure there, if we research it, fool, there's a bunch of fools that get fucking foodborne Ill- illnesses from tailgating games, bro.
3: How about the Some, those that? Nasty shit, there, was, there was one tailgating party that was huge. It was like a big old Mexican bus.
1: Yeah, they had a club, like a club, DJ, and dude, I think there's pictures though. But it was cool dog.
3: Tailgating is all fun and games, bro. But you know what, man? Somebody's going to put that shit back in the car before the game starts. <laughs> fuck
1: that. Dude. That's
3: what I kept thinking. I'm gonna
1: be part of that booster club, dog.
3: I said, fuck that, man. I'm a tailgate, bro. But I'm gonna have, I'm, I'm gonna fucking bring a little. I'm gonna have to hire somebody from Home Depot, bro, to sit out here and collect cans for me and clean up.
1: Hell yeah, get a whole crew together. Fuck that, dog. No way, dog. I Don't put all that shit down because they had fucking on you know, What are those easy ups and lights and barbecues and shit and fucking mess up? And what's that shit? Chopping up meat, dog. On,
3: Man, dog. if your tailgating party is more has a more production than the fucking ESPN truck, you shouldn't be at the fucking game, bro. <laughs>
1: There was some mean productions going on there, dog. Mean was big old fucking electrical cables and all that shit, dog. Dude, all those porter parties, too?
3: I think the Raiders game, bro, is the only game where we you could get arrested if you bring a, your kid, bro, for child endangerment. <laughs> hey, but remember, they had those
1: undercovers, dog. Walking around, you could tell they were cops, Hell huh? yeah, bro. Who Like, come on, who had a fucking haircut like that, dog?
3: Yeah, man, who the fuck? You, you could tell, bro, they're cops because those motherfuckers do... They do, like, fucking 50 push-ups before they go to work.
1: They <laughs> try to get all pumped. Because we were smoking bowls. It was cool with flock and shit. You know what I mean?
3: Because every now and then there was, like, kids
1: around. But, again, dude, there ain't fucking no place for a kid.
3: So glad we drove back home, bro. You were oh, tired, huh?
1: Dude, I was tired as fuck. And it's like, dude, if I'm not used to that car and have those, like, leather seats like this, I can take it for, like, a ride to the club and back, dude. But five hours, bro. I was like, Joe Diaz ready to complain on that USA. I flight, bro. Whatever, dog.
3: We got, we, our flight was supposed to leave at noon. Oh, that's fucked Leave to four.
1: Oh, dude, we didn't even go, huh? No, but They kept delaying it.
3: Yeah, well, the time we left, la- well, time we got home, our, our flight was still on the ground.
1: Yeah, you drove, huh, fool? Yeah, man. We were to all the way to what? To Lost Hills? To Lost Hills, Rasa. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. What's up, fool? With Benjamin Buttons, dog. Uh,
3: so, um, Mur. we, um,. <laughs> We uh, recorded Larry Bubbles Brown right oh, yeah. before the show started on Sunday, and this is Larry Bubbles Brown. Mer, Larry Bubbles Brown. We've been working. We we know the first time we met this comedian, we met him when 2011.
1: No, you did a show. You guys were up there right together, yeah, maybe at the punchline or something. And
3: then you met him at Tommy T's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were dying, bro.
1: He's fucking
3: hilarious, bro. So Tommy T's telling a story about comedians be showing up with two sleeping with uh, comedians be living with two girlfriends, bro. Oh, dude. one wife bad enough and I'm just kidding <laughs> bro, but was... still man, man what's so much drama bro. I don't know fool like... to put so much drama in their life bro I mean one p- person to love is good enough man two is very s- modern because you perfect. have two bro they're sizing up against you bro dude, dude I'm telling you man <laughs> even if a woman is dating two men at the same time those guys they're they're gonna compete with each other. They're gonna do something, man. There's gonna be a lot of um, a lot of bickering, man. There's
1: not a drug in that. What do you think?
3: Yeah, right. Because yeah, you know what? You know they're gonna never, especially be cool? like if like if one has a master's degree and one does none. I pretty you sure none of them have a master's, huh? <laughs> I don't think a woman with a master's degree would would what with her as much education as she has will go. You know what? So you met that woman at Walmart and you wanted both to live with your girlfriend? Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I got a 4K plan somewhere already. You know, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an administrator here at this job, but I'm pretty sure I'll find the time to go on the road on weekends with you guys. <laughs> I don't think there's a woman out there with a master's degree that wants to come and live with a, with a movie star or a comedian. What do you think?
1: Oh, dude.
3: Do you ever get to that level where you got a... Um, going to find in love with two women, and they're going to both agree and go hang out with Rodrigo Torres and do exterminating on the side.
1: Who the fuck does he think he is? Frank Sinatra? <laughs> I don't know. That's fucking crazy, dog. Think, think about it. In real life, you know, with one person, dog. Imagine? And then, you know, I don't think it'll ever be cool unless they sign contracts and do it like that. But who the fuck can sign contracts for that shit? It'll be, like, illegal, right? Because it'll be a bigamist or whatever. But I guess it's like, I don't know. Is he progressive or some shit? You know what I mean? The wave of the future, man. That's how it's happening. I guess if you want a paycheck. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I don't think they'll be staying there if they didn't get no cheese, dog. Because one day they're going to get pissed and get up and leave, dog.
3: Well, I never told you about that book I read, huh? Which one? Um, High Concept. No, what's that about? The Don Simpson story.
1: Oh, no, you were reading it and remember you lost it,
3: right? that guy's a freak, bro. He used to call up these high-priced hoes from... um, from that girl, um, Heidi flies.
1: Mm-hmm. Back when she
3: had $10,000 for each girl for the night, right? God damn. And this fool, dog, he used to, like, it's crazy. Like, he'll have a girl peeing, right, on top of a girl's face. And then. um, Mean freak. And then the fool be on the bottom, too, bro. Getting pissed on, too? Yeah.
1: Is that shit called a golden shower or
3: something? shit. I don't know, man, but it shouldn't be called golden, bro, because golden <laughs> should be something that something you 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 achieve to get. Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm I gotta go to take but nah, man, nobody, nobody's thinking about golden shower, bro. I don't want nobody to pee on me. Fuck that! Unless I'll pee on somebody, though. <laughs> like somebody would, if that was somebody's thing it would feel like a pee on me. Oh man. I better be. A I, I bet I bet at that moment I would not be able to pee.
1: Yeah, it probably get stage fright, dude. Uh, uh, you know, you're probably so used to pissing in your really I mean, Hold
3: on. Let's go get me a Gatorade. <laughs> get me a Mountain Dew.
1: Who knows, man? Fuck, dude. That's, that's free probably, shit, though.
3: I don't mean to promote it, bro, but that's probably the best soda out there, huh? Who? Mountain Dew. You like Mountain That's your favorite soda? I mean, I like Pepsi. I mean, I do like Pepsi and Coke, but... You're all about to do the do? But if I'm eating Taco Bell, and? Taco Bell, bro, and Taco Bell... Um, Bean burrito and Mountain Dew go together, bro, like peanut butter and jelly.
1: But yeah, dude, fucking Pleasanton, dog. They rock, dude. Tommy T's. Remember when he did a little jump shot, fool? I was about to hashtag that fool greatest of all time, dog. That's funny, dude. I was going to tell you last week that I was like greatest of all time was like, I I barely find out what that meant, that that hashtag G-O-A-T.
3: I thought you knew that, bro. Fuck no! I thought you kept were... saying the goat. I said, "I fool." I kept, ah, saying, the, you know I kept I saying the goat too.
1: Because Earl the Goat Manago. That's, that's every why every fool was named yeah, after that's him. That's why our, our,
3: Retard,
1: fool, I retarded fool
3: greatest they, of all time. I for real. When you were saying the goat, I, I thought you okay. They to talking about the goat too, but then <laughs> they kept. Saying, then they kept saying he's the goat. The goat. And then I kept thinking about that, that guy in the movie. Yeah. That guy, the, the so he the goat? that guy was way better yeah, than this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That that's motherfucker a bad is. movie, though. Yeah,
1: if that's all you, fucking talent. Yeah, and man. Watching.
3: And I didn't know that the goat meant the greatest of all time. Yeah, retard. Yeah, but here I'm repeating was. you, bro. I thought you knew.
1: <laughs> you know me. Sometimes I'm a little fucking
3: loopy, you know? He's the goat, bro. The chivo. <laughs> 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 greatest cholo of all time. <laughs> you know how you like titles? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. I have so, a lot
1: of friends, but this is my best friend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say, fool? It wouldn't mind looking for Christmas, bro. <laughs> oh. Fucking <it>, day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a
1: smoker, eh? I'll make a smoker better than John. Risky
3: brother Who's all happy, huh?
1: Oh fool, it's a holiday. So we're little grandkids and shit running
0: around.
3: Hey, How about take pops open a present, bro? Fuck three With years. <laughs> I, if, if I was there, man, I would put extra tape on his president, bro.
1: <laughs> it's that little fucking little car.
3: That fool opens up every president I gets a straitjacket. <laughs> <laughs> like a bobcat.
1: Yeah, man. Fucking greatest of all time, bro. Thinkiest uh, breath of all time.
3: A lot of a lot of comedians talk about man, yeah, man, I'm gonna spend time with my family, man, you know. But if they had a gay, they'll leave uh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to leave a lot of Christmases, bro.
1: Because of gigs?
3: Because of gigs. Because motherfuckers think there's going to be radio the next day and there's no radio.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, dude. Killing me.
3: What's up, fool? I got my Christmas tree up, bro. It's plastic, you know, so it won't burn. It'll melt.
1: Hell yeah.
2: Is it?
3: Yeah, man. Right, What's up, fools? Check out our podcast. Don't forget my dates again. My dates are upcoming shows. December. Oh, my glasses. I got three pairs of glasses now. I lost one. I lost two, and I found one. And Two came in the mail. You
1: can't see up close, huh? That's what it is. I can't right? see you up
3: close at all. Upcoming shows. Next week, December 18 and 19, I'll be at the Too Much Casino. That's Too Much Casino with Hell Sparks. New Year's Eve weekend, Ontario Improv, December 31st through January 3rd, January 1st, Friday, one show, 8 o'clock. New Year's Eve, I'll be at the Ontario Improv. Don't forget, Ontario Improv. January 14th through the 17th, Kansas City Improv, people. I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City. Here I come. January 21st through the 24th at Tommy T's in Rancho Cordova. Tell somebody. It's in Sacramento. Yeah, we are live. We're be a satellite from Tommy T's Comedy Club. 40 minutes before the show starts, we're doing it, man. Birdman, don't let no one in, bro. I don't care who it is. If they have a spot, just t- put a sign up there, please. We're recording a live show for MSNBC, and we don't need nobody in here. What's up, fool? <clears throat> okay, I'm kind of loud. Let's, let's check our microphones. Check one, two. Let's see, let's see bubbles. Alrighty. righty, we're here with Rodrigo. What's up, fool? Yeah, man, chilling here. What's up, fool? We're here with we're we're here with Legend man, Larry Bubbles Brown from the Bay Area, from Hayward, right?
4: You're <laughs> close <laughs> I'm the only reason I'm alive is
3: because you two keep doing my little man. <laughs> I
4: would have killed myself three years ago. You guys keep
3: me going. <laughs> <laughs> man, so we're here at Tommy T's. Man, sold out shows. We just got back from the Raider game horrible oh, okay. loss wow, yeah. yeah we got there early and burman picked it up in a maserati really yes yeah. poor guy who can't spell maserati but they're in a maserati Mer, put your microphone closer all you have to do is drive the headliner huh yeah
4: so uh, <laughs> if you could pick somebody up you had a gig so that was uh,
3: more fun than working day job. yeah man <laughs> so we're gonna have to share this microphone over here bro. i don't I think i can, can hear him you
4: really can't hear me yeah no oh, sorry Maybe I don't
3: have- Maybe they're, on, they're Is on, it now. on. now. Oh, it's on okay. now. <laughs> Sorry. Oh um, my God, okay. murr, it took, me,
4: took me 33 years to learn my technique, and I still don't have it down. Check
3: one, two, Mike two. Check All one. right, there we go. So, okay. were you there at the original um comedy with the park?
4: Yeah, I did the uh, I did the third year because I, uh, I started in 81. My first one was 83, and then the then the guy from the Tonight Show saw me. I almost got to the Tonight Show, and that was like a big deal back then. And uh, I was having a Freaking out then, but that was such a—I came so close, and I think my—I uh, lost my will to go on after that. But, but we had the big comedy scene. Robin Williams is around. He—Robin is already famous doing Mork and Mindy. And uh, the year, the month I started it was a month that uh, remember when Reagan got shot by the guy named Hinckley. Yes. What? And the first time I saw Robin, I either looked like John Hinckley or I was that creepy because Robin came up to me and said, good evening, Mr. Hinckley. And he, he kept calling me Mr. Hinckley for months after that. So that was my first encounter with Robin Williams.
3: So you started at the, 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 what was the name of the place you started? Hills? Holy City Zoo. Holy City Zoo. Where's that?
4: It was a bar on Clement Street. and School? Yeah, yeah. In San Francisco, 4th and Clement. And uh there was a little town called Holy City down by Sa- Santa Cruz, and they had a zoo, and the guy that owned the bar, the zoo closed, so he got all the furniture from the zoo, and they all these chairs and stumps, and that's why they call it the Holy City Zoo. Damn. It, was kind of, it sat like 70 people. It was about as big as this lobby, and uh, but it had uh, all the good comics could come through there and play it. It had a kind of legendary status.
3: Did the, 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 the host wear a uh, safari hat?
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went on, That's part
3: of the we, deal. We went on many cougar hunts. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was the vibe back then? Since it was like, since it was new, it was not, not that new because um, Steve Martin was doing stand up comedy Steve, too.
4: Steve back. Martin, Scott. Steve Martin was big in about seventy seven, seventy eight, and
3: uh, you already heard of him.
4: I saw him before I started comedy. He played a place called the Boarding House in San Francisco, and I saw him like a year before he got famous. I pay, the tickets were
1: $5. Oh, wow.
4: It was kind of like an underground thing. It was before the internet or anything. But, oh, this, everyone's talking. This is the guy. They were all excited. And, like, a year later, he was like the, I think he was probably the hugest thing ever in every stand-up, right? Really? Yeah. No one got bigger than Steve Martin.
3: No. At
1: that time?
4: Yeah. And then he did it for a couple of years, and he just, he got into movies, and he quit stand-up completely. Was he funny? Yeah, he was great. He was just totally different than anybody I've ever seen. But...
3: He was what people call alternative now?
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Come out with a banjo and a white suit, and and
3: an arrow on his head. An
4: arrow on the head, and straight silly or what? It was really silly stuff, yeah. But uh, I don't know. The crowds were just so into it, and he was selling out huge arenas.
3: Huge before for a comedian, huh?
4: Yeah, I don't think anyone ever became that big after him.
3: Did um, Chichin Chong start with around the same time, or were they already before you? I think you? they were
4: already big from the movies before then. Yeah, because
3: you know? the movie came out. It was seventy-seven, huh? Thirty-eight. Uh, up in up smoke. And smoke?
4: around that time dude
3: was there a lot of open mic over there when you started or it was an
4: open mic and uh uh <coughs> com- what the uh, comics would work other gigs and then they would come back to the holy city zoo after their gig so they everybody'd be there at 12 or 1 in the morning there'd be three audience members and a bunch of comics screwing around and that's where you learn to be funny so, so
3: you, you you knew the guy that that's opened up the punchline the original guy
4: uh
3: the the concert promoter
4: oh uh bill graham bill graham yeah i didn't know him but he uh the punchline was owned by somebody else when i started uh, bill graham bought it the first year i started comedy it was punchline was kind of dumpy and then he came in and fixed it all up and you know he was a really smart guy and i think he probably saw that the boom was about ready to start so he bought this, the punchline and then Fix it up, and that became a huge club. And then he had a punchline in Sacramento, and there's another one out here in the Walnut Creek in the suburbs. So. There was
3: one in San Jose, huh?
4: Never had one in San Jose. No, just Walnut? But there was one in Walnut Creek? Walnut Creek. It's gone yeah. now? That's long gone. Yeah, closed 20 years ago. Oh, wow. That was my favorite club. There were so many hot chicks out there. It was
3: great. <laughs> <laughs> Mur. And they were booming. The it was clubs. booming,
4: yeah. It was uh, 250 seats. It was sold out every... The pr- first few years, every show was sold out. you drop cropping. a lot of uh, pink steel over there? or yeah, I, I... The pink steel was... A little in-joke here with us. <laughs> 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 those Gotta give the down. girls some pink steel to keep them happy. an old mer. So you were murr. headlining
3: all over the country or just like in... Um, I just...
4: There were so... <clears throat> in... In the eight, 1988, there was 14 full-time clubs around here. In California? I, I this area? Within, the within area? 50 miles. Really? I didn't Zanings. have to go on the road. I'd sometimes take a gig in Vegas or San Diego just because I liked it. I never had to travel. Really? There was 14 full-time clubs and a bunch of one-nighters that paid really well. Yeah. And I kept telling everybody, this isn't going to last. It isn't going to last. And it didn't. And I proved right. <laughs> now we're all bordering on homeless, except for you guys. You're still... You're like the new boom.
3: The new boom. The boom, 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 boom. <laughs> the after the Def Jam boom. Boom, boom, Sparza. The new.
4: <laughs> That'd be a good name for you.
3: Boom. Boom. When you start noticing the decline of stand-up, like when you start saying, "Wow."
4: I can. I could. When tell... people
3: were falling out, you started. Wow, you start seeing friends give up or quit.
4: Well, I kept a record, and from every. From the year I started, I always watched how much money I made, and it went up every year, every year, till 91. 91 dipped a little. And the yeah, next year, it dipped a lot. And
1: Fucking uh, okay, NASDAQ over here, right?
4: <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, there was a guy from David Wood. who's a comic that owned a club in Minnesota. And he told me, like, in 90, he said, "I can, business is going down. He said, this thing's going to end. I'm, I swear, he's dead right, too. And that's what happened. And like you said, I think it was cable and... Um, HBO
3: one-hour specials.
4: Yeah, yeah, and then uh, evening at the Improv. It just seemed like though in the eighties, people liked to go out. You know, you you could drive drunk and nobody really cared. (laughs) And they cracked down on that.
3: Cocaine was better.
4: Cocaine was great. Too much much
1: regulation, huh?
4: Too much regulation. Uh, Now that girls can't snort cocaine off your pink steel like they did. (laughs) Did
3: you do a lot of partying back then? Drinking? No, I
4: was. Uh, I'm so square. I, I tried cocaine three times. That's the only drug I've ever done in my life, and uh, <laughs> all it did was make me nervous. And I get the same feeling by riding public transit. So, well, I pay sixty bucks for an eight ball. <laughs> You're one of those dudes that don't like shaking hands or hugging people. Not got a germ phobia. See, I'm sitting on paper. Here <laughs> <'cause> I've, <laughs> I've I've heard I've heard what's happened on this couch. <laughs> Mur. Mur. Yeah, man, John was laying here. You know. <laughs> You don't want to put a black light on this thing. You don't. <laughs> there's there's been a been a lot of legs in there. More legs in the air than a dead centipede on this couch.
3: When was the <laughs> first time you came to Tommy T's?
4: First time Tommy had one of the first clubs in San Leandro, which is right across the bay from SF, and I worked for him in eighty two. So he got in on it early. And he's been he's probably survived longer than any club owner
3: I know. Just because opened open up a steakhouse. Yeah,
4: open a steakhouse and a commie, two very healthy things. <laughs> Clog your arteries and have a laugh. <laughs> so,
3: do you have a lot of groupies coming up?
4: No. At my age, I can't get a cougar.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, my days are over. So, I just live vicariously through you youngsters. My days are over. <laughs> I'm, done. You, never I'm tried, done. you never
1: tried pot before?
4: Never tried pot. Really? No. Wow! I know. Mur. Mur. <laughs> what would I do if I did? What if...
3: Write jokes. I don't know.
4: <laughs> well, it might make me. People say it makes them write more, right? Yeah, creatively. You know? Creatively. I don't know. Start I just,
1: shining up that comedic whistle.
4: I heard some guys say it makes them paranoid. So that I'm sure that's what would happen to me. It makes Birdman
1: paranoid, bro. <laughs> yeah. Murr. And where are you from? Are you from this area? I'm from
4: Ohio. Oh, part oh, sure. Ohio, Cincinnati. Oh, you
3: moved out here to be a comedian?
4: I haven't been back. Yeah, I moved out here. I moved out here, to, uh, my family moved out here, and I tagged along with them. And I just uh, did some dead end payroll jobs for the federal government, and then uh, I started hearing about open mics. I kept hearing open mics, and I always wanted to do comedy, so I went down one night to the Punchline, and they open mic in 1980, and. Uh, I thought, you know, these guys haven't been on TV. They're going to suck. And I was, I was blown away by how funny some of these guys were. So I watched for a year, and then I went up and did my first five, five minutes. The thing I did, I was so afraid to go on, and uh, I saw this woman bomb so badly one night, and I just thought, there's no, there's no way I can be as bad as she was. So th- <laughs> A person that was horrible actually gave me the impetus to actually try this. And uh, Like, where did you do your first set?
3: I did my first set at the Natural Fudge. On Fountain Avenue in Hollywood, it was a vegetarian restaurant. Really? But I don't know the vegetarian. And I just that it was weird because the owner kept saying, "Try the nut burger. <laughs> <laughs> try the nut burger." And I said, "No, nah, I don't want to try that. No, nut burger."
4: But you you had thought about doing comedy for a
3: yes while. for a long time.
4: Long to so say, and you uh, so you developed a little like three minutes before you went up there. You no, know, just
3: went up there with some horrible jokes. And then I improvised and I made fun of two people in the audience, got laughs, and got off the stage. So it went okay. Yeah, it went okay.
4: Yeah, my first few times went okay too. So
3: my th- ninth time when I started like bombing.
4: Yeah, may- I had the- I bombed the first time my second month, and I remember I almost quit after that. It was so right. painful.
3: How bad was it was it a big audience?
4: Yeah, it was the the holy the-, the open mics would be packed on a Tuesday night, and you uh, usually kill and kill. And the- then I went up and had my first bad set. and I didn't know how to. You know, I've been used to them laughing at everything. I mean, <laughs> when, they, when they didn't laugh, I go, fuck, what's wrong?
3: Let uh, it happen to me. Right? I'm getting right. laughed, going to the same club every week, and then by the fifth week, they already know my jokes. I'm bombing now. Well, this guy sucks. <laughs>
1: they pulled the rug out from underneath my
4: feet. It's like banging a chick, and suddenly she's not responding anymore. You liked it before. What happened? Mar- Mar- oh, the first joke you wrote. The first joke I wrote was a horror. I remember it. It was. Uh, he said, I almost didn't make it here tonight. I was in a freak accident. I ran over a midget. That was my first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it
4: got, he's got pretty much the same response. Actually, got a, People stared at me. Then it actually got a couple of laughs. And, but I remember the first joke, I was just, I got on stage. You know, you're blind when you're yeah. up there. And I just I didn't think I was going to be able to speak. And finally the joke came out. And it did get a couple of laughs. And I got through it and it went
1: okay. When you come up with myrrh.
4: I, that was from my germ phobia. I don't like to. I don't like to shake hands. So I used to when I was a kid. I used to. I used to point my hand at people and go. <laughs> <laughs> so I swear to God. I've <laughs> <laughs> done this for for thirty years. Murr. <coughs> Murr. And then it was like God. I did it in ninety eight at Tommy T's in Concord. And one night I was just on stage and I went and the crowd went insane. So I just. I've been beating into the ground ever since. And it's really annoying,
2: but. <laughs> <laughs> you got it.
3: t-shirts or bumper stickers that say murr. I
4: got bumper stickers.
3: <laughs> That's funny. all your envelopes say. It said murr on it.
4: I think we should do a commercial. To, yeah, I got my murr envelope. We should do a commercial where we could sell a Honda just by going murr.
3: Murr. The Honda Fit Murr. Uh, How many <laughs> miles to the gallon? Murr. Mur.
4: More murrs per gallon. Murr. You can even it,
1: bank a check in
3: here. Murr. <laughs> Back then when um when people were like, now... When people do stand-up comedy, they're like so – they're so business. They're both – a lot of people are startup business-oriented. They get a podcast. Oh, yeah. They, they an start getting a guest list. They start website. getting people on a guest list, writing jokes with a bunch of people. What were people doing back then? Just performing? It was performing. And it getting laid right, It's
4: interesting it, huh? you say that because the woman that ran the Holy City Zoo, who, she became Robin Williams' personal assistant for years and uh, – she watched uh, comedy for a long time, and she said the thing that ruined comedy, she said, was when you guys started making money, because when you weren't making money, it was just we were writing new sets every week, yeah. trying to be creative. Then you start making money. and you, say, I can't afford to bomb. They won't rebook me. So you just kind of get in a rut, and you only go with the tried and true stuff. So yeah, it was more creative before the business. Now it's all business. Podcasts, bumper stickers that say meh. <laughs>
3: T-shirts.
4: <laughs> T-shirts.
1: My Vine. We're, my web presence. Instagram. Mer- condoms.
3: Snap. Snapchat.
1: Merchandise.
3: Merch. Merch. Mer-ch-, Mer-ch- Merchandise. <laughs> well, back then you just have to perform. Man, there must have been like superstars, like guys who just getting laid every week, huh? It was crazy. What was that like I mean, for you?
4: Yeah, because <laughs> I'd never had any women before. And suddenly like, I was starting to meet women. I couldn't believe it. And, uh, <laughs> that was fun. And the. On the local scene in San Francisco, we were treat- we were like minor celebrities. There yeah, was, there was a guy that made buttons with our pictures on them, and he he showed up at the punchline when I was selling them like <laughs> I souvenirs at ball games, <laughs> and he didn't give us a cut, but he was selling buttons with our pictures of our faces on them. That was just so popular; it'll never happen again.
3: How was- did the um that um comedy? Comedy at the park gets started. It still goes on, right? You it. Still, still do it? goes
4: on. It's not nearly the crowd they used to have. I think they get a couple of thousand, but like I said, it was 50, forty, fifty thousand for a few years there, and that was that was all Jose Simone, and uh, they dedicated to him every year. A with great Jose Simone's
3: friends with all the comedians. Like Robin yeah, Rainier. he knew everybody.
4: He started with Robin and those guys. He's he did real, improv real then. Sports. He was yeah, he was an improver, and and Robin was an improver, and they go away. They go back to like the mid seventies, I think.
1: Damn. You know, and were they the Godfathers of the scene right here in the Bay Area?
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh huh.
1: They started before the clubs and all that shit.
4: Yeah, they they, they were just playing like uh, little like spaghetti fac factories and things. Like there was no clubs then. and they started they started doing it at bars and things. And then Robin went and did. Robin got on Mork and Mindy.
3: Blow up, huh?
4: That blew up. That's when TV shows were getting like. I think that show was getting forty million viewers a show, and then, damn, he, damn. then he would come back and he would drop into the clubs, and because, uh, because he's famous, suddenly word got out, Robin's dropping into the Holy City Zoo, so people had never been to comedy before started coming out, and I think he's really responsible for the boom here, because people just started coming out and hoping to see him, then they saw other comics are really funny, and that really got everybody in the whole comedy thing. So Robin's very re- much responsible
3: for it all. When, um, the two, um, would you, um, did you audition for that Young Comedian show that Robin Williams was hosting for Rodney?
4: I did. I, uh, I came so close to getting it, too. And then, uh,
3: Rodney said, Murr. Uh, Murr, you know? I almost got the
4: one. No, that was the year before. I, got, I almost got an 87. And uh, I auditioned in L.A. And they, they said, Okay, you, uh, we're pretty sure you got it. Then they came up to San Francisco the next week and they said, We just want to see you one more time. I had a crappy set, and a local comic named Jeff Bolt had the set of his life, and he got it that night. <laughs> the set of his life, bro. So this, but here's a story about it. So I just went off, and I just left. You know, San Francisco's always foggy. I just disappeared into the fog, and Rob, Robin was there, and he said, where did Bubbles go? And some comic said, oh, he's probably going to jump off the bridge. And Robin thought the guy was serious. And this, this is before cell phones. I'm lying at home at 2 in the morning. I get a call. It's Robin. He somehow found my number. This is when you couldn't get a hold of anybody. He found my number. And he just wanted to check up on me. He said, "You are you okay?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "I thought you were going to go off the bridge." <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, well, I'm disappointed, but it wasn't that big a deal." And then, said, I'm disappointed. Then he, he said, "I'll see you around the campus." <clears throat> but that's you know, he's always doing stuff like it. He was always like really concerned about people. Most comics, you know, are just slit your throat. <laughs> <to> get, <laughs> and he was just always helping people. So that's. Uh, I think, why everybody loved him so much.
3: When, when, when did you audition for Letterman the first time? How many times did you audition before you got it?
4: Well, I did. The, I, in fact, I'd done the Letterman show the month before I lost the, last, the Young Comic special. I was 87. They saw me in 85. and I had a really great set. And they said, come back to, come back to New York and do one more audition. And I came back to New York and bombed. Then I had, then I had to do I had to do two more auditions. And I finally got it. So it took me two years from the first time.
3: It for Eddie Brill or someone else?
4: That was, no, that was uh, Robert Morton. Robert who, Morton, who was uh, he became Letterman's producer for a few years.
3: Yeah. What was that audition like? You had to submit a tape, or they saw you live? They
4: saw you live. Yeah. So uh, you go into the five minutes, and then. You've been through those auditions; they're horrible. So it, uh, the crowds were pretty wired. So I, out here, I just killed. Then when I went back to New York, I bombed so bad. I, I thought they'd never see me after that. Then I came back. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. And Then I had a couple of good sets. They said, "Okay, you can do it." What happened in New York? Uh, I don't, I came out to New York, and I, I had—I forget what the joke was, but it had been killing out here. And I—I I opened with that joke, and I heard this woman go, "Oh, that's disgusting!" And nobody. <laughs> So I'm up there for five minutes, and it seemed like an hour, and just absolutely not one laugh. It was embarrassing. (laughs) You talk about then then a six hour plane flight home. So you can imagine how much fun that was. uh, I should have gone out the window that night. (laughs) Robin wouldn't have been able to stop me that night. I'm jumping. Oh, God. You're bringing back some memories now.
3: So you auditioned for that and you got it, huh?
4: I got it, yeah. So I did Letterman. And then I... Uh, you got a lot of work right after? Then I hit, I got... You got a lot of work off that. A lot of chicks. That was 87. Yeah, 87. That's and it slowed down in 91. You meet a woman and you bring her back to your... You take her to dinner. You bring her back to your place. You pop the old VHS Letterman tape. <laughs> I
3: thought I was the only one who did that.
4: <laughs> that, that was the seduction technique of the 80s. <laughs> So seduction then they,
3: technique so <laughs> then Man, more, more steel right
4: there so i'm trying to get back on letterman again and i did and they changed producers and then i did the show in '08. so i hold the record for longest time between appearances 21 years wow tight yeah i should be in the i'm in the guinness should be in the guinness book of records so if letterman had stayed on i would be doing the show in 2029 <laughs> <but> every 21 <laughs> we'll audition,
3: years the second time where did you audition at new york again
4: uh no, uh they uh, Eddie Brill came out here and they had a uh, showcase locally and uh I did it.
3: And uh, you got it the first time or you got to audition again and again.
4: I had the Oh, here's what happened. I had to uh he said I want to put you on the show, but there could be a problem because you're too old. So uh, <laughs> You know, TV is very. They open. told you that. TV is very open about the discrimination. If you're too old. Now I know how it feels to be discriminated. <laughs> it's, it's
3: not nice. And,
4: and then, uh, but he said I'll work on it, and he did. And uh,
3: so he did it again. What ninety something?
4: I did it. Uh, I did it in uh, 2008.
3: Oh wow! You get yeah. more work.
4: Yeah, it did give me a little more work and credibility. Then I started opening for. Uh, I ran into Dana Carvey, one of the guys I st- uh, who I'd seen when I. He was on the way of getting big when I started out, and he uh, he started using me as his opening act, and he still does. So it helped me with him, and uh, he's great too. You should have him on the show. Yeah, Frisco. I'd love guy? to have him on. Yeah, and he's down in L.A. now, so he's get he's get, his kids are doing comedy now.
1: Yeah, he a Frisco guy? Yeah, yeah. So is he responsible as well for the little season? Yeah, he was one
4: of the big players when I started, yeah. Then he went back and did Saturday Night Live in 86, and then I didn't see him for about 20 years. And then we hooked up, and I started opening for him. Now his kids are opening for him, so
2: we're also, all getting old.
4: You also opened for Devatel, right? Opened for Devatel, Dana Carvey, Felipe Esparza. Uh, Norm and Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Yeah. <laughs> And Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Everyone that's on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> like, Nealon. I'm the default <laughs> I'm the default opener. Yes. Kevin Nealin. Myrrh. <laughs> I
1: right hear in the twilight of your life, you know? I'm pretty much, yeah.
4: I'm uh, you guys are keeping me afloat.
3: So you have worked with um at the punchline, Vegas. Where'd you work in Vegas?
4: I used to work at the Riviera. There's oh, it was trip it? The name Shrippa, who uh, became a big actor in the Sopranos and done a lot of sitcoms
3: great but guy that's Bacalaca right yeah Bobby, Bobby Bacala people yeah. don't know that Bobby Bacala used to book the Riviera Comedy Club in Las yeah, in, Vegas. In Vegas
4: and now he's got a bigger career than anyone he ever booked <laughs>
3: you uh, told us a story how
1: he slapped up a comedian for going over his time yeah right? I
4: guess I don't know how long the guy did but you're supposed to do 10 minutes when you open there and the guy came off stage and he started slapping the back of his head and he goes, when I tell you to do 10 minutes you don't do ten oh one or nine ninety nine. At least, at least
3: he didn't get punched in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Have you done a lot of black rooms?
4: I do. Uh, I used to do a black room in Oakland called Dorsey's Locker, and I was the. I love that. You know, Lunell?
3: Yeah, Lunell. We had her on the show too.
4: Okay, she used to be the host there. And uh, I would go over there, and I, I always did pretty well with black audiences, and she liked me. And the first time I went there, she goes, if you get heckled, uh, don't say anything, because a lot of our customers are packing heat. <laughs> and I went over there, and I, uh, I got a standing ovation there one night, so that was some of the most fun I ever had over there. But that was, that was a rough room, and most of my black friends wouldn't go there, and I was the only white guy. So. Dorsey's Locker. And Lunell was uh, she would do like a half an hour between each act and just be drinking. <laughs> and she was she's amazing. You know?
3: She's doing well herself. She's, oh, yeah, yeah, she got a great career now. Love you her, ask, dude. So you know her back then, huh? Yeah, yeah. So you know, like all the you know a lot of Bay Area comedians, huh?
4: Yeah, I just uh, I never ventured out of here much, so the, my whole world's in the Bay Area. How about Reno? Don't know Reno very well. I like it. I should move up there. It's cheaper. You, you know ever went
3: with it? an unknown comic? No.
4: What's but, his name? I don't know, dude. The unknown uh, Murray Langston. Murray Langston, the yeah, guy he, that had the
3: bag on his yeah.
4: head. Yeah, I used to watch him. The, he used to be on the what was the
3: make me laugh,
4: make me laugh in the Gong Show,
3: the Gong Show. Yeah, yeah
4: that was it. I used to that was before I was doing stand up. So. And I think
3: he was on a, one of the young, uh, running Dangerville young comedian shows. I think back in the day. Because mm-hmm. one time um, he was performing on stage, and it was a sketch, and his woman shows up. You're the father of my son. And she's holding a baby, and the baby has a little baby bag.
4: <laughs> Over his head?
3: A little, long, a little baby bag. That's
4: funny, dude. That's actually so stupid, it's funny. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. Some of the
3: stupidest things are hilarious to me.
4: There's nothing funnier than something that's really stupid, right? Oh, hell yeah. yeah, dude. That's just
3: a shit, dude. What was the funniest joke that made you laugh when you said?
4: Uh, one of the first guys I ever saw at the Punchline had this joke. It was, uh, um, his name was Tony Arquello. And I, I only saw him once, and I never saw him again. Someone told me he moved to Las Vegas, but he said had this joke where uh, somebody didn't like his act, and they came up after the show and said, I'm going to beat you senseless. And I, he said, I pleaded with him just to hit me till I couldn't smell anymore. Beat him senseless. <laughs> I just, that was so stupid. I, mur, I, was yelling, I was the only one in the club laughing. <laughs> I'm on the floor.
3: <laughs> you know, it's funny, I tell people about you, like I told Russell Peters, I don't know if you met Russell Peters. I haven't met him, no. I met him, and he goes, and then he, he, sometimes he texts me, because I told him about you, and I told him your jokes, and he told me about this other comedian that he likes, and um, Su- Stuart Francis, I think his name is, mm-hmm. out of Canada, and I said, nah, man, this guy's better than that guy and then so now every time he sees me he goes "Murr." really and he never met you but wow. it always says "Murr."
4: Murr. i'm so honored man i i saw him on uh when he was judge on last comic stand and he just he just seems like such a really nice he's guy he's a real nice yeah. guy and he was like didn't he like he was doing comedy a long time before he hit big right yeah a long time
3: i mean, he was real nice i was i was with him and i was in tampa florida headlining with rodrigo and another comedian and um Dom Herrera was headlining another comedy club in Tampa. And Russell Peter was performing at a big theater, by mm-hmm. the way. Big 2000, 2000 theater. Sold out the whole thing. Me, me and Dom Herrera, didn't sell that in six days. <laughs> 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 so he, 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 took us a, he gave us a ride in his private jet back home. Oh,
4: man. That's he big. goes, hey, guys, I got
3: two extra seats. You guys want them? All right.
4: When you got a private jet, that's big time. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one I don't like to fly, but I I always want to do a private jet, and I've never done that yet.
3: How about a Maserati?
4: I've got a friend who has a Maserati, so I've been in one of those.
3: <laughs> it's his name, Berman.
4: Did you like the Maserati? Yeah.
3: Was it a four-door? Four four-door.
4: Okay. Is that the Quattroporte?
3: I don't know what that is.
1: I don't know. I guess so.
3: I Means four doors.
4: Quattro <laughs> I think. In Italian, Quattro report. Murr. <laughs>
3: so you started with Dana Carvey, Robin Williams.
4: Oh, those guys were big when I started. They were yeah. big when you started. They were already on their way. Yeah, Rob and I already done more. comedians. Did
3: you sense that on some comedians that they were going to be big?
4: Uh, let guys that came up after me. I, uh, you know, who came up after me is really shy with Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho. Uh, Rob Schneider and I started the exact same time. I was a pitbull comedy? Slayton was <laughs> Slayton was Slayton was, Slayton was big when I started. He was, pack, he was huge. Job. He was packing the punchline four times a year, in 1980. Damn. And I went. He was the first guy I ever saw. He was so unpolitically correct, and uh, I was just—I'd never seen anything like that. So he, I was really attracted to him. He's one of the first guys I saw here. He was amazing. He's still at it. He just turned 60. Yeah. So, so, so you saw Joe
3: Lopez coming up when he started. No. Oh, he was already big, huh?
4: Yeah. Who else? Paul Rodriguez.
3: Lopez, yeah. George Lopez.
4: Lopez. Right now, right now. Lopez was like one of the, he was a hu- He worked so hard in his act. You could just tell he was really driven. He worked hard in his act. I think he, one of those, Paula Pounce on these two, that they would record their acts every night. Paul used to record her act and it would write it out by hand just to make her better remembering stuff. And So most, con- I'm like lazy, so I don't do that stuff, you know. I just go home and go, man, go to bed. <laughs> Me, meal. I
3: record it and I listen to it over and over, but I don't take notes. I just take mental notes. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a, unless it's a real, real important note that I gotta take, mm-hmm. I take it. But if it's something that nah, I don't even. But I yeah. do listen to my set though. Yeah, I think so. I gotta memorize it somehow.
4: I've always been bad. Most of my jokes are really short, so they're hard to remember them all. You let them know? down still. I write him down doesn't seem to help and now you know I'm practically senile now so I can't remember <laughs> lucky to do 35 minutes anymore
3: Murr. I'm done When was the last time you did an hour when you a uh, 60 minutes or over
2: oh
4: 20 years ago I did I did 45 last year and I finally remembered a lot of stuff but it, I just can't remember everything anymore So I should find a new maybe does Russell
3: Peters need someone to clean his pool <laughs> 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 I, I need a career change so, so normally, so um, when did you start writing your, all your bits? Did you ever write down all your bits one by one to remember them?
4: No, I probably should. You know, but uh, again, I'm too lazy. So, I'll
3: just add myrrh.
4: You just mer. shoot from the hip, huh?
3: Did you just shoot from the hip.
4: I used, when I, I could riff better when I was younger, and now I I love those guys who can do crowd work. You're yeah. pretty good at that. Rodrigo's good at that. <laughs> but uh, that looks like it's so much fun because you know. He's, Sometimes, even when you're killing, if you're doing an old bit, it's not fun because you're "Ah, oh, I'm so tired of this joke," and people are laughing. And go, I hate this. <laughs> but if you, if you can work the crowd, you get a laugh. That's spontaneous and new. That's I think that's probably the best thing.
3: So you worked with John Fox. You knew I worked him? with
4: him a few. Ti- I don't think he liked me, but I worked with him a few times. <sighs> yeah, he, <laughs> he
3: was. <laughs> he took my hookers. He took my humor. <laughs> did you ever see
4: him do anything crazy? What have I seen crazy? Uh, no, I got, uh, I got so many stories I should remember these things. Uh, orgies. I, I, fe- I always feel bad when people tell Robin Williams stories because I feel like... Or oh, Farrell
3: Theater, anything in there? Carl's... How about Neil Hamburger, you know him? <laughs> no. You don't know Neil Hamburger, no. the comedian? You heard of him though? No. No?
4: <laughs> I, I'm out of the loop.
3: He's a, he, like 50 years old? Has to be. 55?
1: Really? Yeah, yeah, so he's probably, dude, I know he's a bit older than 45. So there's old guys that are doing well.
3: No, I I, I don't know if he's doing well, but he, he does have a podcast. I don't know who, and um, he does bars. I he know he's been bars. getting a lot of recognition lately. Yeah, he does a lot of bars, like like really like bars. One night is when come bars. out to see him. Is he funny? He, 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 he's on stage with like five drinks, holding five drinks at the same time. <laughs> and he drinks them all.
1: Really? So there's a bunch of crazy shit.
3: Yeah. About Michael Jackson. So um are you a vegetarian, vegan? I was for three years. You're all into like protecting the elephants. I love talk the about elephants.
4: That? And after talking to you last night, I know you're a
3: vegan. I'm very, I'm very uh... I very I I love the elephants, but I, I don't like the bashing of whales publicly. People um fucking up dogs. I you did. Yeah, their dogs in public pisses me off.
4: Any any animal cruelty story gets me so depressed, and I'm I'm so depressed now about the elephants that they're being killed in Africa. They're probably <laughs> probably gonna be extinct. I've actually thought about some people go over there with guns and shoot poachers. I've actually thought about doing that. Might be a nice way to end my mediocre comedy career. Mur. Bang. <laughs> Safari hunt.
3: <laughs> Safari <laughs> hunt with Larry Bubbles Brown. Crocodile out poachers.
4: Crocodile mur. <laughs> Like crocodile Dundee, you should have seen this was so When did
3: you start drawing attention to the elephants? I I, I, I to I did, page I every once in a while and I tell the stories. About, I
4: heard about it like two or three years ago. I didn't even know this was going on. Then I started doing some research, and they, they're killing about a hundred a day just for the tusks. And most of this goes to China because uh, it's a symbol of wealth to own ivory over there. So a uh, hundred a day, so it's thirty thirty six thousand a year, and there's there was. Nineteen eighty there was ten million elephants, now there's four hundred thousand. Are you Damn. serious? Yeah. So
3: anyway th- a lot of them are born in zoos now, huh?
4: Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the only place you're gonna see them in about a decade unless something somebody, somebody does something about it.
3: What you think about that dentist though, man, who shot that ba- What what you shoot a lion or a yeah. bear? Cecil so, the lion. Cecil
4: the, the lion, yeah. I wish uh I was so
1: hoping he'd be dead by now, but uh Shit, the real tragedy is how much he charges for a fucking root, root canal, canal. <laughs>
3: man I got a bad tooth, man. What am I, a lion?
4: <laughs> I know, a poor lion. Jeez,
1: I just so I don't know. I just uh, I think How could
3: so. somebody shoot an elephant, bro? Just for the tusk? I just that is Trophy people hunting. People need money, huh?
1: <coughs> they want to put that big old But they
3: they rock. take they kill them and they take the tusk out and just leave them there though, with no tusk. They sometimes.
4: kill them. They, sometimes they're using power saws and the elephant's still alive. Oh yeah, to cut them out.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's brutal shit, man.
3: That's it's crazy, That's the most man. brutal
4: thing ever, man. We got to get over. Let's get a gun and get over there.
3: It's send it's the A-team. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Some well, you and You
4: and Russell, they you should, we should do a benefit for elephants. Yeah. Get awareness of this. I'll supply the... <laughs> I'll
3: supply the... <laughs> <or> <laughs> would you'll supply so the tree, tree trunks.
4: <laughs> but I've been around a lot. You know, I tell you, you start to feel old when the, I know Marcella is yes. open for you. And Chris Dorrit. I met her ten years ago at the San Jose Improv. Before she was doing comedy, she came to see me and Dave Attell at the Improv there, and I met her. And then now she's doing. She's doing great, and uh, you just feel like, wow, I've been around a long time. People come up to me as fans, and now they're now their careers past mine. So, just a big cycle. Well, I
3: started like in 1994, 96. My first time at the Fudge. Nacho Fudge. Natural fudge. It was not a fudge packing place. It was just natural fudge. But they didn't sell fudge. No. No.
4: And how long how long did it take
3: for you to come back and do the second set? Oh, next week. Next week. Oh, and- that guy, he he like he was very excited and he told me or oh, are tipping a television show next week. But and it was it was local access television show, mm-hmm. but I thought it was the big times. So I dressed up like Fuzzy Bear. <laughs>
4: And when did you first do the first real comedy club you did? With oh, City? man,
3: the first real comedy club didn't happen until 1990, August of 90, I don't remember, man, it was August of, of 97, 96, yeah.
4: 96, it was a Tuesday.
3: It was a Tuesday.
4: July, Yeah, July of 96 was the Olympics when they had the bombing. So you, uh, and where did you, where, did you, where did you beat Rodrigo?
3: I met Rodrigo at the, at the Wild Coyotes in Montebello. It was called Tortillas back then. Tortillas. He showed up in a motorcycle <laughs> with Mur. weed smoke in it.
1: And how long ago was that?
3: 2001. 2001. So you've been
4: friends for 14 years. Yeah. That's cool,
3: man. A long ass time. I used to work with Gabriel Iglesias. Most, uh,
4: most, most comedy friendships don't last that long. So you guys got a long standing. That's good. Gabriel Iglesias, I did a Make Me Laugh in December of 8, 97. He was 18, I think. It was his first show, and he was on the show with me, and nobody knew who he was. He'd I auditioned for that. He was kind of a scare. Remember, make me It was a horrible show, but it was fun to do. Uh, you, you didn't do that one? Yeah, I auditioned, but I didn't get it.
1: Yeah, that was nice. Hey, because right? there's a couple other fools that were in it, huh? Like what? Ernie G.
3: Ernie G.
4: Willie. They used to have the a devil? Ton of comics on yeah. it.
1: I did like six of those, and they were like.
4: It was a dumb show, but for some reason it was fun to do. Yeah, some, the Someone's sitting yeah. in a chair, and you got to sit, stand in front of them and make them laugh. You, did, you would have been good on that. But. I,
3: I man, I even vomit the audition of that. Because when I was auditioning for Make Me Laugh, we had to audition with the people who were auditioning to be on the show. Right. Oh, the and, contestants. They were so like, they're sitting on a chair, man. In an, trying office, their, in an
4: office, right? Yeah,
3: and they were really not wanting to laugh. It was harder because there was no audience, and they wanted to be on the show.
4: Most of them are wannabe actors,
3: yes. too.
4: They were just talking on TV. They're making, I'm doing
3: jokes, and they're trying not to laugh in an actor's way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doing ducky faces.
4: Gross. And I just remember Gabriel was telling He looked so young. He said, this is my first TV show, and he seemed he was a really nice kid, but he seemed a little nervous. And-
3: he bought a leather trench coat with that money. <laughs> Everybody wearing leather jackets. Willie had a jacket. I had a jacket. The devil had a jacket. Joy Medina had a leather jacket. Gary Iglesias shows up with a leather jacket with a hoodie on it and a belt. Wow. (laughs) And then Willie Barcena says, bro, if you want to wear that jacket, get rid of the belt, get rid of the hoodie. And then one day um, he was doing a show and some girls took his jacket. I said, bro, you better take that jacket over. I think those girls are going to make five mini skirts. (laughs) (laughs) Five. We would look at that jacket and go, man, how many cows died for that jacket?
4: (laughs) No friend of the vegetarian. And one time was Gabriel
3: was drunk and he was wearing a leather jacket and we were trying to tip him like cow tipping.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's up fool? Birdman in that house. All right. What's up fool? Larry hey, Bubbles Brown right here. Where are you going to be at next? Well, thanks for having me. I 42 am... minutes of Larry Bubbles Brown. Well, we'll get
4: the other 18 next time. That's man. too long That's too long for people to listen to me. But
3: uh, You I... can find you on YouTube, huh?
4: Here's what you, get. you can see. I'm on iTunes with Mark Pitta. We do this thing called Dueling Porno Titles, which is really dirty. Oh,
3: man, I got to hear that. <laughs> Dueling Porno Titles with Mark Pitta, who, by the way, is a comedy legend himself.
4: Mark and I started the same month.
3: There's a poster of uh, Mark Pitta. You gonna tell him next time you see him. And I always want to take a photo of it. It's Mark Pitta. He's wearing a, po- a poster of him wearing darker pants, and there's a pee stain in the middle. Wow. And, and, and in the bottom it says, "Mark Pitta wears Dockers too."
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and
4: uh, that's, oh, I'm in a documentary film called Three Still Standing." That's about this the comedy boom of the '80s. Here, all right, three still standing. So check that out. That's on, there's some clips online. It's going to be on Netflix soon. Sounds and cool.
3: you were in the dinosaurs of comedy, huh? With the,
4: who? That's Steve Pearl. Johnny Steele and uh, Michael Meehan, all local guys, and we do that. We do that like three times a year at the punchline. Steve
3: Pearl works a lot with Dice Man, huh? Back in the days, he
4: did, and I think yeah. he worked with Kinison, too.
3: Is he all right though? He's not really crazy, right? Because sometimes he looks crazy on stage. Oh,
4: everybody's crazy. He's just like very manic.
3: He's yeah, like, very no, manic. I'm, have you a wood, have You ever seen a wood chipper?
4: Yeah, he's got that. He's got like that Robin energy. Yeah, he, I'm at that complete. That's why I was always kind of intimidated by Robin. My energy is like I'm down here, he's up there. you know.
1: So,
3: what's up, fool?
1: Yeah, man. I'm going to go down here and start the show off real quick. All right,
3: bro. So, what's up, man? Thank you very much, Larry Bubbles. Well, thanks for having I put this I normally, on as a Christmas special.
1: You're
4: the only podcast I've done. All so, right.
3: Yeah. So. Give us what? Give us a couple of Mer jokes. There's a couple of murr, murr. <laughs> Someone stole my identity. Now his life sucks.
4: man'
3: This the one about the crackhead, how you came up with that Mer?
4: Crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> told you. The crack joke? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I was dating a crack whore. The sex was great. She gave great oral sex till she put the lighter under my balls. Mwah!
3: Mwah! Car- people! <laughs> Check out Larry Bubba Brown, people! Mwah! Thank you, Felipe. <laughs>
0: Somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.